0: Hello and welcome to Nobody's Watching, a show about the benefits of music, singing and dancing. I'm Claudia, your host, and I'll be interviewing experts, amateur dancers and music lovers to collect stories and scientific research on the positive impact of music and dance. This first series is a collection of interviews with people who used music as a way to get themselves through the pandemic. We'll find out how these musical lockdown projects gave people structure, motivation, joy and connection with others. In this episode, I'm joined by Priyanka, whose lockdown project was to teach Bollywood dancing online every Sunday morning for a few months. Priyanka is a finance manager by day and an incredibly talented choreographer and dancer when she's not wearing her finance hat. I was absolutely blown away when I found out just how much experience she has in dancing. She performed on stage as a child and she was touring with one of India's best choreographers just to give an example. In this episode, we talk about how dance positively impacted her confidence, her resilience and her time management. And we dive deep into what it was like growing up with these incredibly ambitious dance goals to balance on the side of school. And if you don't know much about Indian dancing, you'll learn about it in this episode because she gives us an overview. Here is our conversation. Thank you so much for joining me Priyanka today. So I found out about you through Anna Doble's article. She calls you the dancing accountant, which I find a really lovely tagline. Um, so you're a qualified chartered accountant and um, working as a finance transformation manager but you're also a passionate choreographer. And so that's what gave you that tagline. And I'd love to start from the common threads of all the people I'm interviewing for this first series, which is musical or dance-related lockdown projects. Um, So could you tell us about the one that you did and how it started?
1: Yeah. So uh, firstly, Claudia, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to share my story with everyone. This actually started last year in uh, April when um, I found out that I was furloughed until further notice. So I had no idea when I was going back to work because um, um, although I'm in finance, I work in the uh, travel industry, which was obviously amongst the most affected industries, shall we put it that way, uh, because of the pandemic. Um, so a lot of people were sent home um, until further notice and I was one of them. For the first couple of weeks, I tried to yeah, get get on with some of the admin work at home, this, that, and the other, organize the cupboards and everything. <laughs> but you can only do that for so long. <laughs> um, so it was getting a bit dull for me. And uh, then I saw Captain Tom doing his amazing walk. And I thought, actually, do you know what? If somebody like him, uh, who's nearly 100, can do something for our community, then what am I doing here, sorting out my cupboards? Why don't I just go away and start doing something? Um, And and I I have a talent that I can use to raise money for the charity. So uh, one of my friends who had always asked me um, to get onto social media and uh, put up my dance covers, she was like, no, you must do it. You should teach online. Um, So I used to teach just for fun face to face and I'm I'm sure we'll get to that bit later on when I'll tell you about my um, dance journey how that started as well but she was the one who said no no you must go for it and why don't you uh, start teaching online so I thought why not combine the two so I opened an Instagram page and then I thought well even if I can do one or two sessions let's see how it goes Um, I set up a just giving page and my target was 450 pounds but okay you know Uh, It would be tricky to get there. And uh, then I I, um, started advertising through word of mouth. And little did I know, some 20, 30 people turned up in the first session itself on Instagram. Um, And I managed to raise the whole £450 target literally by the end of that session. So I was so amazing, so... really really happy that everybody was willing to contribute for such a great cause and and then in the end i managed to raise over a thousand pounds uh for the charity i i continued the dance sessions for i think overall it was for a period of six uh, or seven months every sunday and people were tuning in from all over the world. So we had people from India, from Australia, US, uh, Romania, Germany. So there was just people everywhere. And of course, the UK as well. And and after about uh, four or five sessions, I, I closed the Just Giving page that I created. But people fed back and said, you know what, we're really enjoying this. So please continue teaching and please continue uploading your dance covers. And that's how it all just came about. And I I just thought it's nice that when everyone is feeling stuck at home and they're struggling to, you know, maybe get out of bed and do something exciting because all days just blend into one. um, I thought like doing these dance sessions will help them firstly get out of bed on Sunday, make, make themselves feel like, yes, this is a weekend and I'm really looking forward to something different. So stay at home and stay fit and learn something new that is what I was after and most importantly I just wanted to make sure everyone's feeling happy uh, Mm. in in these difficult times so yeah that that's how it all started and uh, I've continued uploading covers on Instagram since then yeah
0: and just for the sake of because obviously this is an an audio podcast so um, anyone tuning in who hasn't followed you before doesn't have any visuals could you try and give us a visual flavor of the type of dance you were doing? And also, because I've I've seen the visuals and what you were wearing is so beautiful. So just looping that in as well.
1: So yes, um, we would start these sessions with a warm-up uh, followed by a fast-paced um, cardio song. And then I would pick up a, a Bollywood song and teach the moves step by step. Most of the dances were done in one session itself. Some of them overlapped into the second session if they were slightly longer. And what I wanted to do is do a variety of songs. So uh, I, I don't know how much you know about Indian culture, but there are so many languages and so many regional uh, touches to you know everything in India. So... I uh, speak uh, Gujarati, which uh, comes from the state of Gujarat, but uh, similarly you've got Rajasthani, which is uh, from Rajasthan, Pangra, which comes from the state of Punjab. So um, I was literally just pulling all sorts of Bollywood songs and touching on all these different types of dance styles. The idea was that people should uh, firstly enjoy doing it themselves, but then also be able to perform at like uh, weddings or parties that they can go to. And I think one of the things that uh, really picked up was doing video messages for friends and families. So this is something I thought, yeah, you know, like if it's a one minute short dance routine that people can learn and then perform for their friends and families and wish them a happy birthday or wish them a happy anniversary, then why not? So it was, as you say, quite different and colorful as well from a costumes perspective, because every single uh, dance style that I was talking about has their own outfit as well. So for example, I'll talk about Garba. So, this is the um, dance form that comes from the state of Gujarat. It's Ras and Garba. Ras is done with uh, two sticks, dandya sticks, like we call them. And, and Garba, it's very much to do with clapping. Uh, you hear a lot of clapping when people do this. And traditionally, this uh, is a festival of uh, nine nights. It's called Navratri. Nav literally means nine, Ratri is nights. And um, people just get together in hundreds and thousands and, and people dance in lots of circles. So it's it's almost like a Gujarati disco, if you like. <laughs> Everyone just gets together. Uh, we enjoy uh, religious songs. We dance. We pray. So um, that is quite colorful in its own right. And what I was trying to also do is add twist add a twist to the traditional side of things so for example one of the dances um, I choreographed um, and taught everyone was using dandia sticks but rather than standing up and dancing which is how it's done traditionally I was sitting down on a chair and using dandia sticks to whack and do all sorts of you know different things Um, so yeah just just making it more creative and fun to be honest and then, yes, at the end of every session, I would post my own dance performance to that uh, song, so my own cover. And then that's when I would dress up in, in the full on attire to give the song, you know, the flavor that it needs and, and post that cover.
0: Got you. So you were doing the lesson in regular clothes and then when you were sharing snippets online, you yes. would dress up. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, And I will, for anyone listening, I'm going to link some extracts of some of her choreographies in the show notes so you can get the full flavor of the beautiful outfits that she's wearing. And I have to say, my favorite thing is when you do a turn and then it all flows up. And oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. I'm curious (laughs) to know how many of the people connecting sort of had their first experience of Bollywood dancing with you. And did you get any questions about, you know, not just? The steps, but curiosities about the clothes or the culture or the significance.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, lots of people were um, people that are used to listening to Bollywood songs, but maybe the, the feedback that I got was the way I teach and the way I interpret the song was something they really enjoyed. Because for me, when it comes to dancing, it's not just about one, two, three, four, and that's it. But it's it's about expressing yourself as well. So. What I would do usually, um, as I mentioned, I had people tuning in from all over the world. I, I had people from, as I mentioned, Romania, Germany. These are all like non-Hindi speaking audience, if you like. And one of the things that I really enjoyed doing was when I was teaching the dance moves, I was explaining the lyrics as well so people can understand the, the feel of the song and what the song is trying to express And then that translates into the moves and the hand gestures that you do as well. Um, So, for example, uh, one of the songs that was really, really close to my heart, it's called Larki. Uh, It literally means uh, my lovely daughter. And the song talks about how the parents have rocked the cradle for you know um that the girl is expressing that um, you rocked my cradle you gave my dreams a flight and you know even though I stole your sleep when I was little you have always been there for me and hey listen always remember what I'm saying to you now is that I will never let you go I can imagine it must
0: have been such a... Because at that time, so many people will have been separated from their parents. Yes. So, oh, did it get very teary?
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, you know, like when, when you're showing all the moves um, as well, like you're expressing these things. And one of the ladies uh, in Germany who follows me, uh, she hadn't been able to join that dance session, but uh, she was waiting for me to upload the cover. And and when, when she watched the dance, she said, do you know what? You didn't even need to explain the words to me because the actions were really just showing what you were trying to express. So I think people got into it while attending all the sessions, they started picking up some of the words, they started picking up some of the gestures, you know, what they would mean. Um, so, for example, when when I was trying to show that you've given my dreams a flight, I I showed a bird, you know, going up. Uh, I'm I'm showing it to you now on video, but uh, of course, and I know this is an uh, audio uh, podcast. So, yeah, just trying to express, and and people have shown a lot of interest in the culture as well. So, um, they would ask me uh, to tell them more about the Rajasthani dance style. What is the significance of this? or Gujarati dance style, as I was talking about Garba and uh, Dandiya. So I think it has brought me close to my culture as well, because I have just learned because of what my mom and dad have told me and the things maybe I was curious about, might have read upon it, but never um, looked into it as deeply as I started doing because I was thinking, actually, do you know what? People might ask me this question. So I was uh, proactively looking into it to be able to answer the questions to them. So I think it has brought me close to my culture as well. That's beautiful.
0: And you mentioned this at the very beginning. So I'm going to go there now. How did your dance journey start?
1: Wow. So this was when I was four years old. My mum noticed that I really enjoyed dancing. She She noticed this when we had our... Diwali new year parties. We have a huge family. So my mum, her parents, uh, siblings, so her dad got three siblings and all of their kids and their kids are all my cousins. So overall we'd be about 60, 70 people just like that. Uh, (laughs) We'd get together for our um, family Diwali uh, new year celebration and then kids would perform. So I think that's where I actually got my confidence to begin with performing in front of family. And then my mom thought, you know what, if I am so interested in doing this, then she should help me pursue it further. So she used to teach me and then I used to perform at this event. And not only that, but uh, we would have different, India has so many festivals. So lots of festivals are celebrated. Um, And actually, I, I didn't mention, I am actually born in Mumbai. So I was there for a very long period of my life. And, and when the festivals are celebrated, they are uh, done by doing uh, talent shows and, you know, people get together and pray together or have food and, you know, have a good time. And that's when uh, my mom started enrolling me uh, to all these dance competitions. She would teach me, I would perform and, and I feel like I really gained a lot of confidence after that, uh, my mum enrolled me into um, just Saturday dance classes where 10, 12 girls uh, used to come together and learn. My teacher was called Miss, and uh, she used to teach us just casually. Um, and at the end of uh, every year, she would do a annual show. And in one of the shows, I remember that I was uh, performing and these uh, really... Very very well known um, music directors in India, they are called Padma Sri Kalyanji and Anandji Uncle, had come to the annual show as uh, Kalyanji Uncle had come in as a chief guest, and he spotted me and uh, he said to my dance teacher, that girl in the middle with long hair, you know, I'd like to probably um, see if she'd be interested in uh, joining the group. So the group I'm talking about, it was called uh, Little Wonders, and he used to gather kids from all over India and take them to different parts of the uh, country to perform. And then I joined his brother's group, Anandji Uncle's Little Stars. So Kalyanji Uncle was then predominantly based in Mumbai and Anandji Uncle started doing tours across uh, India and all over the world as well. So um, I joined that group. I um, was performing as a solo dancer, Um, managed to learn a lot from them as well, Kalyanji Uncle and Anandji Uncle. I had so many amazing people around me as well. So these amazing singers, they're now into Bollywood. So a few people might have heard uh, heard their songs. Uh, Divya Kumar, Priya Saraya, Palak Muchal. These are all the kids that used to perform uh, with me or I used to perform with them. And my mum hats off to her. She literally joined me on every single tour and she was my choreographer she was my music director so she would choose the song for me uh, how to piece them together the the different songs she would design my outfits so for hours and hours she would sit there patiently designing my outfits and making it uh, look like the you know the, the Bollywood song that I'm trying to dance to She'd sit there and stick all these little things on my skirt. And I'd literally say to her that, mom, I don't think, you know, if it's two millimeters out, no one's going to notice it. And she would say, yes, but I will. (laughs) So, you know, the art of perfection, I think, comes from her. (laughs) Um, So it was just amazing. Like she's she's really worked hard for uh, me and actually my brother as well. He is into singing. So uh, she's really, really pushed us both and, uh, yeah, been, been that strength to drive our talents forward. And, of course, dad has then been a supporting pillar for um, three of us to be able to, you know, pack our bags and go away every weekend to perform this, that and the other. So, yeah, I think we're a very uh, close-knit family and um, that helped us pursue our talents. And then, yes, when I was uh, 16, I moved to the UK with my uh, family. And my dad's born British, so uh, it was quite um, uh, straightforward for us to come in here. And I started teaching in a Gujarati dance school while I was still um, studying for my A-levels. I also actually um, studied BTEC dance. I also went to the BTEC dance festival where I actually won um, gold uh, for my uh, dance category. So I was very pleased, actually. It was quite new for me that, uh, you know, people here in the UK as well um, appreciate the Indian culture a lot and they like to uh, watch all these different dance styles. So that gave me the confidence to uh, move things even further. So uh, when I went to Nottingham Uni, I joined a um, dance society and there as well we would um, participate in different dance competitions Mm -hmm. and uh, did a lot of dance performances Um, There as well during the Nine Nights Festival, Navratri Festival, I'd get together and I had uh, roommates that were French and German, English, Chinese. I'd gathered everyone (laughs) and I took them uh, with me to the dance festival. (laughs) So uh, that was uh, a lot of fun. And then continuing on the dance journey side of things, I started teaching uh, while I was studying as well. I felt that I, I wanted to keep up with that uh, side of things and help people learn the talent that I have. I wanted to pass it on. And yes, so I started teaching kids and I started um, helping people put together their first dances, uh, for example, at weddings, but in an Indian style. So, you know, something different. So yeah, the the dance journey continued. And then I also uh, started performing as well. Um, I performed at Trafalgar Square, a Diwali event for a couple of years. And I'm thinking back as well. I, I forgot to mention, I was very lucky when I was in Mumbai as well to uh, appear on television. I participated in some um, dance performances with some Bollywood stars as well. So uh, it was nice to have an exposure, um, not only on live stage, but to also see what happens behind the cameras as well when you are doing uh, recorded performances.
0: Oh my goodness. I'm so impressed. <laughs> Thank you. I'm curious to know, so you, clearly your mum is a multi-skilled individual. She sounds very impressive. Do you know where she learned all of these skills?
1: Yes. So the, the funny thing is she had never learned She would love to sing and dance and uh, back then her parents uh, and and the society around would not appreciate girls going into dancing, singing Mm. and performing arts and therefore she did not uh, get to pursue her talent and therefore she was quite keen no matter what my kids are good at I'm going to make sure that uh, they're able to uh, show their talent to the world and coincidentally my brother enjoyed singing and I enjoyed Mm -hmm. dancing so it almost feels like she's passed it on to us Mm, well that must be really
0: satisfying for her to be able to help you to pursue what she wasn't able to
1: yes absolutely and and Um, We couldn't have done it without her support. My um, dad, as well, as I mentioned that, you know, we, the three of us had the freedom to do what we wanted to uh, and it wouldn't have been possible without him. And my grandma, in fact, as well, is also quite musical. My uncles, they all enjoy dancing. So I think we're very much a a music and dance loving family. And when you have music always uh, around you, it it really helps. Yeah.
0: And I'm... I'm interested in something you mentioned earlier about how you would, from a very young age, perform in front of the entire family of you know, 60, 70 people, which is a very big audience. <laughs> and you then performed really consistently whilst growing up. I'm curious to know how this effectively being on stage so frequently, because um, you, you did mention it impacted your confidence in a positive way. So I'm curious to know, what are the other areas in your life that are not dance related, but where you need confidence? Can you think of any areas where that experience of being on stage so much really helped you?
1: Yes, I think it really helps me in every walk of life, to be honest, because my parents had basically told us, my brother and I collectively, that pursuing dance and music is one thing but at the same time you cannot let your academics suffer so as soon as we notice that you're not doing well in that uh, field mm-hmm. you're not going to then be able to uh, do all of this so you know you better make sure that you're doing both so as well as confidence I think it helped us multitask and I think um, particularly uh, drawing upon the confidence element I, I feel that It really gave me a boost to understand that it is possible to do things even at work, like to be vocal and say what I want to say. I can express myself because I feel that, okay, if I've danced in front of thousands of people and they were sat there giving me a big hand, then I'm sure that, you know, in front of five or 10 people here in a meeting room, I can uh, very happily present. So it has really helped me uh, throughout doing other things as well in life, not just dance. Yeah.
0: And I wonder if, because it sounds like you were very invested in the dance side of things, but also very diligent with your studies. So in a way, it was sort of two different areas of your life that um, you were putting lots of energy and attention into. And I know that quite often some people can be overwhelmed when they don't grow up with this kind of structure. When one of the areas becomes really intense, they don't really have the skills to, to cope with that. I'm curious to know if you've noticed whether you know doing t- pursuing these two things together at the same time has also helped you manage stress and overwhelm better.
1: Yes, Claudia, you make a very good point. I think sometimes when people push um, themselves to be jack of all trades, uh, and you're a master of none, I think in in our case, um, academic was always uh, important as number one. And then uh, and similarly work as well, the day job is super important. And then dance is something that I fall back upon when um, I want to relax myself. Mm. I'm not Using it to bring money home, so it's something that I can do to relax, to do something that I feel uh, helps me calm myself down. It's something that I feel I can fall back on um, to to relax and uh, refresh myself.
0: Yeah, and do you mind if I ask what's next? Because you mentioned at the beginning that that you were put on furlough. How, how have things evolved now and how does that impact your commitment to dance?
1: Yep. So I uh, luckily I was amongst the people that had been called back uh, to go into work. I was working um, part time up until May, so I could not dedicate as much time to put together routines to teach uh, on instagram but at the same time i continued to upload my covers which i would do in my um, own time and just upload them at will so there wasn't a schedule that i needed to follow so i am going to continue doing that because i think as i said people have fed back that it really makes them happy um, and i think that in turn makes me happy mm. so i would absolutely love to continue that um, and i i feel that um Over the lockdown, in fact, um, we've had to pull together a couple of dance performances for virtual weddings. So recently, my uh, brother-in-law got married as well, and um, I I was pulling together a virtual dance uh, musical for him uh, and and his fiancée. That meant that my husband was also watching me dance <laughs> and pull together all these dances. And in fact, he watched me do all these dances. And I think he sneakily uh, would try and dance along as well in the background <laughs> <laughs> when I was teaching on Instagram. So we have actually been dancing together a lot as well, especially for this uh, musical as well. Uh, he he danced in two to three songs himself. So... I think this has opened a new chapter um he's actually very shy when it comes mm. to dancing but uh, I'm so glad that uh, you know we are able to dance together and I think many more are going to um, many more songs are going to come based on uh, what I've just experienced with him <laughs> so I'm just very pleased
0: that sounds fun I think it's always an enormous accomplishment to manage to get someone who doesn't dance to move around a little bit because quite often then they realize that oh actually it doesn't really matter if i'm not doing it super well or it doesn't really matter if if i don't look like the best dancer in the world i'm having fun and then once they realize that it's fun then that's when the whole new world opens
1: yes and and claudia a lot of times people are good at it it's just that they are shy so my husband mm. i think um the first time we danced together was at my uh, or at our wedding and um he was quite shy and actually didn't realize how good he is and then since then like I've been married for nearly six and a half years now um, this was the first time again we danced together so it, it was a lot of fun
0: I'm just so glad to hear that your work situation is running smoothly again um, and you've got your husband dancing. You've brought so (laughs) many smiles to so many people. So it's just been an absolute pleasure and honor to have this conversation with you. I will link the videos in the show notes and I really recommend anyone listening to just watch a couple because Priyanka, when you dance, you have, I mean, besides the fact that you are clearly a very talented dancer, um, and the beauty of, of what you're wearing, and I notice you kind of lip sync along, but I think what is most noticeable to me is just your smile. And I think that's probably why it makes people so happy to watch you dance, because you're clearly just enjoying yourself so much. And I think that's that's the most important part of dancing, because even if you look at someone who is maybe not a great dancer, if they have a huge smile on their face, looking at them dance makes people happy. And I think that's, that's really what was most noticeable about you, not not your talent, not the beautiful clothes that you're wearing or the beautiful moves, but just how happy you are when you're doing it. So it is just really a joy to watch you dance.
1: Well, thank you so much. I'm touched. Thank you. Really appreciate that.
0: Just before we go, is there any final thing you want to say or anything you want to plug?
1: So I just want to thank each and everyone who's been a part of my dance journey throughout my life. So my parents, my grandparents, uh, my in-laws, my husband, my brother, who's been my partner in crime. Absolutely. uh, When it comes to music and dancing uh, and and my teachers, of course, and the audience who has always, always um, given me the confidence to continue doing this. I'm very grateful to each and everyone. And also throughout this lockdown uh, dance journey, all the people that were following me on Instagram, that were sending my videos around, uh, that were participating in the dance sessions, that were sending their covers of my choreography onto me as well, that really made me happy. So I would like to thank each and every one of them. Um, And I would like to thank you for um, letting me bring my story to everyone. You're very welcome. Thank you for sharing it.
0: I hope you enjoy the show. If you do, please leave a review on iTunes and share it with your friends so you can
1: help spread the word.
0: Thanks for listening.